0: Hi, this is Angel Ramirez, host of the Angel and Harmony Show, and this is Our Future's Missing. Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 17-year-old Raymond Pierce, who is 5'11", weighing 160 pounds, with brown eyes and brown hair, and 18-year-old Jake Ziegler, who is white. 5 feet, 10 inches, 135 pounds, with blue eyes and brown hair. They are presumed possibly injured and missing from Denver, Colorado. They went missing on October 13, 2012. They are believed to be together. They may have traveled to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, in a green 2006 Pontiac G6 with North Carolina license plate number BDD8844. Raymond is biracial. He is white and Hispanic. Raymond's front tooth is chipped, and he has a scar on his right hand, left leg, and arm. His ear is pierced. Raymond goes by the nickname Ray, and Jake goes by the name of Ziggy. If you know of Raymond Pierce's or Jake Ziegler's whereabouts... Please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Raymond Pierce or Jake Ziegler, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage at Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com Thank you.
1: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America.
2: But the songs can fly
1: Did you know Purple Songs Can Fly? Welcome to our program, produced by the Children in Treatment at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. Our program is about great music made by some terrific young talents. Now, here are the hosts of Purple Songs Can Fly. Thank you, and welcome to the program Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice
3: America Kids Network. I'm Zach Tavlin.
4: I'm Emily Freeman.
3: And today we'll be talking with Miss Marcia Chamberlain and Miss Lauren Mitchell with, uh, from the S- Writers in Schools program. Welcome.
4: Thank you. Thank Hi you. there. Hi. How you doing? Great. Thank
3: you. So, um, just so our audience is aware, what is the program Writers in Schools?
5: Well, basically, um, Writers in the Schools is a Houston-based literary arts nonprofit organization, and um, what we do, in a nutshell, is send professional writers out into the community, be it schools hospitals, Mm. parks, any kind of community um, meeting space where there's children interested in learning about creativity, creative writing, and kind of finding their own voice through their own words.
3: That's great, that's great. So how how did Writers in the Schools get its start?
5: Actually, this coming year, we will celebrate our 30th anniversary, which is pretty um, insane. And it spun out of the creative writing program at U of H, um, which is you know, nationally renowned for the poets and the writers that come out of that program. Um, but they saw a need that our public schools and their places where kids are meeting they could use someone coming in and helping them um, learn creative writing, learn how to you know, put their own thoughts into, into writing, into their own words, and basically just a place to come and be yourself. Schools you know, have a hard time um, getting all of that in, and so this is a great way to um, allow a teacher to see how a professional writer would teach writing and um, it, and they can kind of help e- help each other in the classroom and um, like I said in 30 years we've reached thousands and thousands of children we're actually now into mm-hmm. hitting that generational move where we're getting kids of people that have taken riders in the schools when they were younger <laughs> wow. we have a board member wow. that was a wits kid um, so it's kind of <laughs> neat to see the recurring um, how wits has recurred in people's lives
3: that's incredible Wow.
4: so um Do you have any one um, experience that is just really, um, not like a favorite, but along those lines?
3: As a professional writer hired by the Writers in Schools
6: (laughs) program. I've been with Writers in the Schools for 15 of the 30 years now. So I've worked in numerous settings, every all sorts mm. of community settings, uh, from juvenile boot camps to homeless shelters to libraries and community mm. centers. Uh, so mm. we're not just in schools. We're in lots of other settings. Um, and I, I must say that my work here at the hospital has probably been the most personally transformative work that I've done in any of the the, the programs that I've um, worked with over the last 15 years. Mm. And I'm not mm. completely sure why, but I, I think there's something about uh, Texas Children's in particular that when you step in these doors, uh, things are darker but also brighter. Mm. And it's mm. this heightened place where magical things can happen. And uh, so you asked for a special experience. And, and I think I've had many of them here, because mm. I think it's a place that sort of opens you up, and you can become more vulnerable. And I think it's in those places that we are often most creative. Mm, and so many things can happen. That mm-hmm. was beautifully
3: said. <laughs> yes. I mean, I I've thought similar things about the, the heightened experience and how what what is bright is really bright, and what is dark is really dark. For a long time, I just never been able to that express it. That's crazy. Mm. <laughs> so, um, you guys are operate in multiple different settings, as we've just talked about. Um, how how many writers are hired by uh, writers in the schools to go to all these places?
5: Um currently we have around 80 riders on our roster and wow. um young old experienced new students and the 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 depth of our roster is really amazing and um last year we kind of just did the tallies we reached over 20,000 students wow. um wow. last year alone so there's actually more programs and more schools and more locations that we could be at um and not enough writers so we're really really growing in there but i think we're doing it in the right way um, we you know we really still we want to make it a personal experience we don't want to overwhelm a, a writer um, a lot of what we do is also training writers as teachers to go in and, and to really make sure the the experience for the for the children is you know at top notch and so a lot of our tra- we do a lot of training we do a lot of stuff to um, make it a place for that writers want to be a part of as well Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Um. So we're halfway through. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network and Purple Songs Can Fly. I'm Zach Tavlin.
4: I'm Emily Freeman.
3: And our topic today is Writers in the Schools. So um, what are some of the activities during a Writers in the Schools event that occur to reach children?
5: Well, something that almost every Writers in the Schools program does is they have a celebration at the end, which is um, kind of one of our iconic things that we all end with we want to celebrate these children's works um and each writer each classroom or each location they put together an anthology of all of the kids writing and it's something physical that the, the kids can have um share with their families mm-hmm. and um you know for me seeing and then we have these public readings at the end which is also really awesome but to see a kid that's so prideful about what they've what they've written you know and it's not in a classroom setting where there's could be red marks, or you know, you pass, or you fail, or you get an A, or you get a C. I mean, it's just, it's just celebratory the whole the whole time, mm. and I think that mm. for me is one of our trademarks is really celebrating these kids in their own words, and I think that's uh, um, something that all of our programs do. Of course, you're, with different writers, with different settings, you're going to have different um, curriculums, and, and people are going to do a couple different things, but that kind of is our kind of our stamp, you know, saying that these are your words, be proud. And, um, mm. I've been moved to tears by some of these children when they're reading their own work and it's just, it's a moment of pride and it's really awesome to see that. That's, that's,
3: that's a wonderful that's, goal. Yeah. That's I,
5: great. That's amazing.
3: I remember, um, interacting with Miss Marsha Chamberlain, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, in more detail that, um, uh, I, I felt really proud of what I had written and I hadn't really written that much before that um wasn't graded and I didn't feel bad about and I remember having that exact same uh reaction uh, when I was a when I was a mm-hmm. child.
4: Now um I I'm curious uh what does a typical day look like
6: um for,
4: for a you, writer? For you?
6: Mm-hmm. Yes. It depends. I mean, many of us, mm. like I say, go to different settings. But here, here at Texas Children's, a typical day is: I, I come on a Friday, mm-hmm. and I, I come up to the 14th floor, and then I just invite anyone I see in the lobby, uh, in the back rooms, bedside, to to write a poem or a story or wow. to create art. And I do that for three hours, and it's an incredible three hours wow. every Friday.
2: Mm. I
3: bet. But that's. Oh, God, I want to talk about it, but I want to wait. But that's exactly what happened to me um, for a while, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But, wow, that, that's really great that you go. Um, what environments in the hospital do you um, do this in? Is it just on the cancer and hematology floors is it it is. throughout?
6: It's on the, just on the cancer and hematology floors. And occasionally we go on the ninth floor, so we'll go inpatient. But for the most part, I'm right here for people receiving outpatient treatment.
3: That's great. That's great. Very cool. So let's take a break I'm Zach Taslin
6: I'm Emily Freeman
3: And you're listening to Voice America Kids And Purple Songs Can Fly While we're on break Let's listen to the song um, My Daddy by Yaslin Who was seven years old When she wrote this song Uh, This song began as a poem That Yaslin wrote With Marsha Chamberlain uh, With writers in the schools My
7: daddy is tall Like a skyscraper kind like sugar ice cream my daddy is tall like a skyscraper kind like sugar strong like a rapper funny like Popeye nice as ice cream he knows how to make me laugh he carried me on his shoulders when I was sick My daddy is tall like a skyscraper Kind like sugar Strong like a rapper My daddy is tall like a skyscraper funny like papa nice as ice cream I love him more than money More than anything My daddy will help me any problem. He would write a song just for me. My daddy is tall like a skyscraper. Cut like sugar. straw like a rapper. My daddy is tall like-
8: Listen. the later it gets you're listening to voice america kids want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite voice america talk radio network host how about what's new with our network Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice
1: Listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now back to our show.
3: Welcome back to "Purple Songs Can Fly" on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Zach Tavlin. I'm Emily Freeman. And let's con- continue our conversation with Miss Marsha Chamberlain and Miss Lauren Mitchell of the S- Writers in Schools program. So, uh, just for our audience, uh, Miss Lauren Mitchell is the communications director of the Writers in Schools program, and Miss Marsha Chamberlain is a professional writer working with the Writers in Schools program. So, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So I was curious a little bit, because in the last segment you had mentioned that um, you've seen a uh, generational change because the Writers in Schools has been active for 30 years um, between people that have been affected by the program and are now working in the program. And you've said you worked with for 15 years um, helping uh, children in the community express creative writing. Um, so I was curious if we could hear uh, maybe a, a sample of writing and also any personal stories you guys have about... The effect of writers in the schools on, mm-hmm. on uh, individuals—that'd be cool.
5: Sure, well, I think Marcia has a great story, but I, I did want to mention. Actually, our new president of our board of direct- directors was a WITS student when he was in middle school. So, if that kind of kind of can put it in perspective for you, um, yeah. how you know, like I said, students that have been reached by this program are coming back and figuring out ways that they can give back and um, and get involved in the in the. In the organization, so that's pretty cool, right? That's
4: that's, that's very cool.
3: <laughs> uh, that's definitely a show of how much it's changed them. If they once they're, if he's if you said he was middle school mm-hmm. and all that time has passed, and now he wants to still remembers and wants to give back mm-hmm. the program, it shows the impact our it had on
4: him. students. Have come definitely, yeah.
3: And so um, I'm sure you have many stories about how riders in the schools has personally impacted people, and as you've seen in in the field, um, would you share with us any that?
6: Yes, yes.
3: thank
6: you. I'll share one, just a story that happened to me this past Friday, and I was working on the 14th floor, and I felt a tap on my shoulder, and I turned around to see a young man uh, dressed in scrubs, and he said, Do you remember me? And I looked at him, and he looked familiar, and then he started to talk. He said, I wrote with you uh, many years ago, and he said we would sit at the tables in the front lobby, and we would write poems and stories, and um, it turns out that this young man has now gotten his master's and has come back to work at Texas Children's Hospital, uh, I mean, he takes vitals. He's a, a nurse here, so that's it was great. Wow. really that exciting. Great.
3: That's that's amazing. Wow. Um, do you remember how old he was when he worked with you? He was
6: in middle school.
3: Mm. Wow!
6: And so it's t- it it's was still touching so to vivid me. For him. I know. I was touched that he would approach me and and say, "Do you remember?" and and our connection was with writing. And I thought maybe I'd share. Oh, yes. A piece from uh, The Splendid Review. That's the anthology uh, Lauren mentioned that we put together books or something concrete that people, that kids can have in their hands at the end of a, a residency or a time of working. And at, at Texas Children's, uh, the Periwinkle Foundation prints for us uh, The Splendid Review which is a gorgeous mm. publication of stories poems and essays by kids that's wonderful sure, to, sure. to preserve it it it's is wonderful. to preserve it and uh, I thought I would read for you a poem I had mentioned earlier about sort of the, the dichotomy of this, this light and dark and, and there's so many here at the hospital I mean there's right. illness and wellness yes. there's inside the hospital and outside the hospital. And I thought this short poem, it's only a few lines, it's by Hoss, Hafsa, and I wanted to read it for you because I think it captures so brilliantly and beautifully that dual, dualness that yes. people experience in the, in the hospital. And this was after a long stay coming out of the hospital. It's entitled, Light. When I first came outside, the thing I saw was light. It was so bright, and it made me happy. Now everywhere I see, it's light. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a. That's it's, nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. That is
3: beautiful, particularly the story behind it. Yeah. Yes. Um, after a long stay, I, I had a, uh, I had a really close friend of mine who uh, was in the hospital um, as a complication of his cancer, um, in, in treatment care for about a month. Um, because he had, to, he had to have a lung surgery to um, take out some parts of it on his lungs. And um, I'd go up um, probably two or three times a week and play video games with him. I'd bring up my, my GameCube and some games <laughs> and hook it up to the hospital TV and play with him. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when he got out, he had a similar um, reaction that it was just so different. He'd been used to being in that environment for so long. And when he got out, it was wonderful. That's, it's crazy to hear that kind of um, universal emotion. Coming out through uh, creative writing, and, and uh, yeah, it's and that, beautiful.
4: That story um, reminds me of my um, my experience in the hospital. I was in uh, intensive care, and I remember being um, switched to a room with a window, mm. and seeing the light was just so important for me. Um, that's, that's just what that reminded me of So it's very, very cool yeah.
3: You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network And Purple Songs Can Fly I'm Zach Tavlin
4: I'm Emily Freeman
3: And our topic today is uh, writers in the schools So just in case you're tuning in uh, Purple Songs Can Fly is a recording studio Working out of the 14th floor And letting uh, children with either cancer or blood disorders Or their siblings and family members uh, Write and record their own songs and um, several um, songs and uh, children that have become involved with in the program have become involved with the program through Riders in the schools. And um, during this uh, show, all of the songs that we're going to be playing um, have some way um, originated from a writers in the schools project. So uh, welcome back. Um, so continuing talking about, continuing to talk about uh, the program and how it's affected others. Um, what got you into into writing itself um, as a whole before you became involved in the program?
6: Well, my mom is a writer. She's also a nurse. Uh, but I saw for years the way that she would journal and write, and I think that that um, must have gotten into my blood mm-hmm. because it's something that I started doing at a young age, and I felt like it, it carried me through many many ups and downs in, in my childhood, and um, it, it saved me. I mean, it's one of those arts, you hear people say that, but I felt like it was like a rock in my life. Mm. And, and, and so, yes, I've been writing since I was very young.
3: That's wonderful. Mm. So how did you become involved with the Writers in the Schools program?
6: I was a graduate student at Rice University, and I had heard about this awesome program, and I wanted to be out doing things in the community and not have my face stuck in a book always <laughs> studying. Right. And right. so I walked through the front doors and introduced myself, and uh, within a few weeks I was working at an inner city high school in downtown Houston. Wow, that's, that's great.
3: That's So um, you talked a little bit about how uh, writing was a rock in your life. Um, have you seen through the program um, Working with uh, you know at, maybe at-risk youth or disadvantaged youth um, How th- uh, creative writing might have stabilized Or become a rock in their life?
6: Absolutely I'm going to share one more poem If I, if I have a moment oh, Sure, sure. Please do. definitely That might get at that I think many kids you know in in lots of these settings feel disempowered Mm -hmm. Uh, in a hospital setting it's because everyone's telling you what to do and you don't have a voice in that Um, and and that's true in other places too so I wanted to share a, a poem by Lauren she's 10 years old she wrote it here at the hospital and I think what I love about it is she's, she's taking on this very powerful I identity mm. identity in, in the poem. And she's claiming that she can do all sorts of things, mm. which she couldn't. Uh, when I met her, she was hooked up to an IV uh, mm. um, you know, and, and could barely walk, yes. much wow. less do the things that she talks about in this poem. So I like that words can take you into those sorts of places. Yes. So here's a poem by Lauren, age ten, and it's called The Amazing Me. Hmm. I was born flying out of the sky in a basket with balloons. When I was one I knew how to fish, climb trees, and build a fire. Hmm. When I was two, I could speak sign language, Spanish, English, and Chinese. If I got mad, I would make a twister. If I got happy, I would make rainbows in the sky. When I turned five, I discovered the world didn't have an end. I am thrilling, amazing, like a leaf in the sky. Mm. Wow.
3: That that's that is beautiful to hear her take on such an independent role and
6: and
4: power
3: right, and particularly in an environment where that's know, such an, it's uh, often not there
4: right such power at, at at such a young age that's that's
9: beautiful.
3: So speaking of um, another example of hearing um, Ryers in the schools work, um, this is this, this song is called um, "On My Path to Another World." It is by uh, Yasmin, and she was uh, 18 years old when she wrote this. And this song also started as a poem. Um, so let's take a break. I'm Zach Tavlin.
9: I'm Emily Freeman.
3: And you are listening to Voice America Kids.
9: On my path to another world, I see a new city, a new people, a start of a lifetime journey, teaching young children, travel around the world and teach Africa, Indonesia, China, Europe, Every place in the world needs help. On my path to know world, I want to go skydiving, go rock climbing, learn to play the violin, be in front row of a concert, swim with dolphins and fishes in the sea, get married on the beach. I want to see mountains and sunsets in different parts of the world. I want to write books, and I want to learn languages on my path to know world. I want to run with zebras in Africa. I want to sing with the African children and African people. I want to give more than I receive. kid talks we perfected it and at a very young age you're listening to Voice America Kids
8: Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars and DVD releases? Have we got a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world? Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, or Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids Channel. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: You are listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show.
4: Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Voice America Kids, and I'm Emily Freeman.
3: I'm Zach Tablin.
4: With Purple Songs Can Fly, and we're interviewing um, Marshall Chamberlain.
3: So, um... I know you've been a volunteer with uh, Riders in the Schools for a very long period of time. And I also know about Riders in the Schools' involvement with Purple Songs Can, P- Can Fly uh, personally. Um, my uh, very first song, um, I actually wrote uh, with Miss Marsha Chamberlain. Um, so I don't know how much you remember of that, but um, when I first started coming to the hospital, I uh, was really scared and I was a little kid and I didn't know what was going on because um, I was I hadn't been diagnosed yet, and most of the times I was coming to the hospital were for tests that would come back negative, and I'd have to have more tests, and just come back the next week, and um, so no one knew it was wrong. And so I'd pretty much sit in the corner with my parents and um, be really, really quiet, and no. hope not to be noticed, and um, then go, and then come back, and then leave. And um, I'd say probably from like the second week I was there, uh, Miss uh, Marsha came up and asked, "Hey, would you like to write a uh, song or a story or a poem or anything?" and I said, "No, thank you. I am I am' okay <laughs> and um, But she kept asking uh, for several weeks and finally i said all right i 'll write a song i 'll write a poem i 'll write a song i can't write uh, about anything, but if you want me to i 'll try Aww. and so um, Miss uh, Chamberlain actually asked me you know, what do you care about?" And uh, my twelve-year-old self said, um, "Well, I care about not eating fish. Um, I—it's <laughs> so horrible the fish farming—and <laughs> I—and now, of course, I nothing is better than a succulent catfish <laughs> at, on a Friday night." But um, and so we, we wrote an entire poem about why I did not want to eat fish, and it became—I uh, was quickly sent off to Prohorska Flattery to write music for it, and it became my very first song. So, um, I just want to say thank you. And that's how I became involved. Purple Songs Can Fly was through writers in the schools. Uh, What do you remember of? That if if at anything at all, it was a wild Pat.
6: Oh, but. I remember,
3: I remember you. I remember your
6: parent, your mom, and your grandmother. I got right. to know them before I got to know you. and They would see me coming, and they would smile, and so I'd always feel like I could approach you one more time. Right. And um, no, you always had a bright smile and seemed willing to try things. But uh, the song, I'll, I'll never forget that because uh, I, I was I'm a vegetarian, and so immediately I was like, wonderful, a kindred soul, and. So <laughs> He wrote this entire song, and then at the end, somehow we were talking about vegetarians, and he was like, well, no. He said, I love hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> and he said, I just don't eat fish. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was... <laughs> <one. laughs>
3: I admire those with the strength to resist meat. I am not strong.
1: I am not strong.
3: I... Um, I've said it for years. I agree with every single point that's mentioned in favor of vegetarianism, and I wish I could fight for it with personal example. I cannot. I
6: cannot. (laughs) Anyway, so I will never forget you, and I've told that story many times about this little kid who wrote the song about why he wouldn't eat fish, but but in parentheses, would eat every other meat. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny.
3: Thank you. And um, actually, uh, we had also talked a little bit before about how... um, you've seen the program taking effect on children later in their lives. That was when I was probably in, in roughly middle school at the time. And I recently, about a, a year and a half ago, um, came out of homeschooling and went into um, a new private school. And uh, before I went, I, I uh, was thinking to myself, because um, writing had always been an issue for me and a struggle because... Um, I have dysgraphia and it's hard for me to like think about my words and put them on paper. Mm. And so, um, when I was a kid, I got like hammered into me, like you do not write well. So, um, when, uh, I wrote with you and you were really, um, oh, this is great, you know, this point about not about not eating fish, um, You can, of course you can write something. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, that um, that really changed the way I thought about it, and that's one reason why I continued to write songs Purple Songs Can Fly was because um, of the success of that first time. I thought, well, if I can write a song about fish, I can write about anything. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah. when I went back into the school, I thought to myself, well, I can continue to have the uh, same attitude that I had before in my educational journey um about writing and fear it and you know do as much as i can and use um many different kinds of crutches and then Mm. uh forget about it Or, or i can um take the attitude that i've learned through purple songs can fly and through getting to experience the writing um in a positive way and um apply those lessons to it and not fear it and be all right and um that's right. one—I I credit that and our experience to why I'm um, doing well in literature today. And so I just want to thank right. you and um, say, you know, you've had a, an impact on my life, and thank you, a lot. thank you
4: So, kids, if you're listening right now uh, and you think you can't write, think
7: again.
3: There is a way. If anyone was like you, it was me. <laughs> 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 yeah. So— um, you're listening to the voice of america kids network and purple songs can fly i'm zach tavlin
4: i'm emily freeman
3: and our topic today is writers in the schools um and a little bit about purple songs can fly too but um so i know that the per- from personal experience the impact you've had on me um with writing in general and i know that that's probably a part of the mission of writers in the schools is to prove people who think oh i can't write that no no you can everyone can it's about what's inside of you Um, have you have you seen that come with other children Um, where they were like oh no I can't write anything I can't do it and um, like push away push away and then finally okay and
6: turn them around
3: right has that been a pattern in any way
6: yes definitely a pattern And
3: I'm I, not alone.
6: <laughs> no, no. And I'd love to share another poem. If, please, if you'd give me permission. Please. Sure, definitely. This, I, I want to share it because there are so many kids and, and adults out there who have a terror when it comes to putting words on a piece of paper. And I wanted to share with you something that I've been doing here at the hospital and in other um, wits programming as well. And that's bringing just a bunch of cut up words. You can't see it because it's radio but it's a bunch <laughs> of words cut up from magazines. Oh. And it's sort of like playing with magnetic poetry. And so there was a particular girl, um, Ariana and I'm going to read a poem. She didn't think she could write either. Um, she was convinced she couldn't. And I said, well what if you just play? What if you just play with these this basket of words? Mm. And, um, and this this is the poem she wrote gluing down these words in in this particular order and here is her poem dream of a happy place it is not a thing of the past this place exists you can see it feel it paradise is forever ready set indulge live for greatness give the world life and that's by ariana age
2: 11.
3: Mm. wow that's goodness mm. gracious and i, I know if you i know as audience members you can't see this but they really are newspapers and magazines and stuff cut out Just, and put together yeah. i mean uh you can see like i think the world probably comes from some like headline and that, that's incredible that's mm, incredible because it, it sounds so personal, and it is. But it is. and it's just, and it takes away the fear of having to write the words yourself and mm. see the words and
6: just wow. gives a whole new meaning.
3: Where'd you come up with that idea?
6: I'm I'm sure it's been around. <laughs> I've borrowed it from. I think writers have probably been doing it since the beginning of time, borrowing a little bit here, a little bit there, and then putting it together. Putting in it a together. Whole new way. Yes.
3: Goodness gracious!
4: Mm. Wow, that's
3: really powerful. So, uh, have you have you seen that approach? Um, Wow, sorry, just that's that's an incredible point. Um, So, have you seen that that approach um, change people's entire attitude towards writing? I'm sure that after she wrote that, there's no way she can say I can't write anymore. Yes,
6: (laughs) I think it does. I think it, it ignites a spark inside yourself that says, you know, I can write. And, yes. you know, a lot of times the kids will take out cell phones if they've got them or their moms will. And they'll be like, she wrote that. And they'll take a picture of it. And it's like you're framing it. You're memorializing mm. this, this moment where you've stepped up. And written something that that surprised you And and maybe the world And And I've had kids enter these pieces in contests And and win Mm. So you never know where your writing will take you
4: Right, and it just takes away the fear
6: That is
3: definitely a winner Well, Ariana, if you are listening You can definitely write Wow (laughs) (laughs) So let's take a break I'm Zach Tavlin I'm Emily Freeman. And you're listening to Voice America Kids This next song we're going to be playing Is by Ebony It is Everything is Purple And Ebony was 11-year-old when she wrote this. And this song also started as a poem, as all the songs are playing today, as a poem that was written with writers in the schools.
8: Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or Blackberry. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Kids Safe,
9: Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: You are listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at PurpleSongsCanfly.org. Now back to our show.
3: Welcome back to Purple Songs Can Fly. I'm Zach Tavlin. I'm Emily Freeman. Along with Marcia Chamberlain and Lauren Mitchell, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue our conversation about riders in the schools and also about Purpose songs can fly. Yes. So we were talking a little bit during the break, and um, you know, I the last segment was about how it personally affected me and also has personally affected other children in um their school life, not just in during the program. And um uh Miss Mitchell, you were talking about some um studies that have been done about the long term effects of rioters in the schools after the program had come to a school. Um, I was wondering if you would share that with the audience.
5: Of course. Um, we've actually been doing a 11-year study now. It's been going on, for, going on its 12th year with a third party. And they've looked at what we call WITS graduates, so students that have gone through a WITS program for at least a semester. And the data shows that more than... The majority of students have increased, obviously, their writing skills. You know, it's not, it is about poetry, but they're learning structure and they're learning voice and they're learning all these things that are really important. And they Mm. have an increase in self efficacy, which is just confidence, which, you Mm. know, Zach, hearing your story, that was really the kicker that helped you in the classroom. It's really just having, you know, uh, you, you, worth in your own in your own words, and um, it has increased their test scores, which is important here in Houston, important in the state of Texas, mm. and important for us to be able to re- relay that to schools and, and organizations that we're trying to get into. That it, yes, it does help these kids on a, a surface level, but it's deeper than that, and exactly. they're they're excelling in the cr- classroom because of it.
3: And mm-hmm. and I can echo that that has happened personally to me after just one yeah. afternoon. I can't imagine after a full semester program, that and must that have a really so dramatic effect.
4: Then that is so important and yeah, that's great.
3: And so um, just um, because I was so blown away with some of these poems that we've mm. been talking about, um, I was curious if, if, if people are interested in hearing more of these poems. Um, Are there any events that they can go to or or such to hear them?
5: Definitely. We have several ways to get involved. First off, we have free workshops that go on around the community, so you don't have to wait for a rider to come to you. We have free workshops downtown every Saturday at Discovery Green at the Houston um, Public Library Express location there. We also have... um, Spoken word free workshops that are going around. We're in four libraries right now. You can look. You can check our website at witshouston.org for those locations, and it's all free to the public. You can drop in and be able to meet a writer like Marcia and be able to come up with a poem. We also have a reading series that happens in May, where we have three public readings, and it's basically a collection of all of our different programs from um, around the city, and we have highlighted several patients in the past from the texas children's uh, program and and, uh, like i said other schools and um, community centers and that happens in may you can also find more information about that um, on our website and of course is always free to the public
3: that's wonderful we Mm -hmm. also
5: i wanted to plug we have a camp coming up Uh, we, we we host a creative writing camp we were in six locations last summer. We reached over 1,500 kids, so it's wow. a really, really big deal. Um, a classroom teacher and a professional writer are paired for each classroom, so students are getting both um, – they're getting the brains behind mm-hmm. two people helping them. It's, they run for two and three weeks in the month of June, and that, that information is also on our website at witshouston.org.
3: That's awesome. So That's just one cool more time uh, before we start talking about Purple Suns Can Fly and Riders in the Schools – if um, people want to know more about the organization and learn more, um, what is the website again?
5: Witshouston.org. So W-I-T-S Houston.org.
3: Excellent. Awesome. And so you're listening to Voice of America Kids Network and Purple Songs Can Fly. I'm Zach Tavlin.
4: I'm Emily Freeman.
3: And our topic today is writers in the schools. So um, we talked about, about with my personal story, how um, after, I had, after I had worked with you in Horizon the schools type setting and wrote a poem how I had then turned it into a purple song. And also all the songs that we've been playing during the show um, had their origin in a poem that I had been uh, worked with with uh, writers in the schools. So um, why, don't, why don't we talk about a little bit how purple songs can fly and writers in the schools uh, have kind of worked together in the hospital. Because you, you've you worked on the 14th floor for a long time, long time, because I was 12 when I wrote the song with you, I'm about to go to college now. <laughs> um, have you have you seen the interaction between the two programs?
6: Yes. I, I believe it was Carol Heron who introduced mm. Anita yes. Cruz and Purple Songs Can Fly to, to me, to Writers mm. in the Schools. And what a beautiful and incredible collaboration it has been. We are honored to work with Purple Songs Can Fly. Mm. And I, I feel like the hearts of the two organizations are very much on the same page because mm-hmm. it's all yes. about empowering kids to find their voice and express themselves however that might be. Mm. And, you know, some of the kids I work with don't grow up to be writers. They grow up to be doctors or engineers or, or, or fishermen. <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully they're finding their passion in life, and I think that's what both our pro- programs do is to help kids um, tap into, into that inner creativity and to find where they belong in the world and mm. to know that they, they make a difference. And so Carol introduced us and said that maybe we'd be able to, to work together uh, at the beginning, when Anita was just getting set up here, and Anita's some magical, really magic, just kind of follows her wherever she is. And so I was pleased to to, to get to watch this incredible um, organization just blossom mm. and all the, the kids who've come through it and to, to be able to hear their songs. And in the beginning, um, I, I got to work with many of the kids who then went on to, to turn their poems into, into uh, songs. And
3: mm-hmm. I, I think that it, it does um, do a very similar thing as writers in the schools. You talked about it, yeah. the, the Two organizations at their heart in the same place with empowering children. I think that's very, very true because I know that um, I can't write a song and I can't write. Or two, both come from two very similar places and it's a fear of um, not being able to do good enough. And it's not about what's good enough, it's about what's in you um, with both organizations and mm. both highlight that and empower children. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really important. Um, and so just right before we go, uh, what would be both of you, if you had one thing to say to prospective uh, kids that are going to be listening to this show who want to improve their creative writing or just improve their confidence, what would be one piece of advice you give
4: to or a, word of, um, encourage- a word of encouragement. A word of yes. encouragement piece of advice. yes.
5: I would start with just do it. You know, it's the practice mm. of actually picking up a pen or pencil and writing something. Um, you know, a lot of it's in your head, but so you actually physically start doing it, even if it's copying someone else's poem. even Just the practice of physically writing words, I think it would mm. be a first,
6: uh, a good kickstart.
3: That's, that's a good one. Very, Very important. important. And how about you?
6: I'm going to end with uh, a poem (laughs) because I think it's so important to give words um, to let as many kids as possible get their words out there. And this, this boy, Alfredo, again was someone who didn't consider himself a writer. Um, but expresses so beautifully because he just did it. Like Lauren mm. said, he just picked it up because I kept bothering him to write something. <laughs> <laughs> he eventually
3: I sat am down. I'm a spirit, Alfredo. Yes. Yes.
6: And I am going to read just an excerpt of his poem
8: um,
6: called This Particular Memory.
8: Mm. And I think it
6: deals with the grief and loss that many people experience um, when they're going through uh, uh, anything like a pain mm. crisis management, any sort of experience in the hospital. But at the end of the poem, it also gets at the transformation and, and the light that we talked about at the, mm. the, the, earlier yes. in the show. Okay. So, this is his poem Where is the boy I used to be? Is he still in my heart? Is he living in my memory? Is he where I used to be? Is he happy? Is he playing with friends? Is he here or is he there? I think the boy is with me. I wish he didn't grow up so fast. When he smiles, he brings out happiness in everyone. We must never let anyone take away this happiness. Mm
2: -hmm.
6: By Alfredo, age 13.
3: Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. And just, just before we leave, wow, uh, I'd like to point out that the that all of the poems that we've heard here today, although your ear may tell you otherwise, are not written by professional writers. <laughs> These are written <laughs> by children, and yes. they really express things that are very true, and they are incredibly emotional. I almost teared up on that one. That's And wow. meaningful, yes. Mm. And so... Uh, Thank you so much for joining us here today and talking about writers in the schools.
5: Thank you
4: for having Um, us. Yes. Thank you.
3: And this was a really awesome conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Purple Songs Can Fly. I'm Zach Tavlin.
4: And I'm Emily Freeman.
3: And you're listening to Voice America Kids. This last song is called The World Praise, and it was written by Rhea. She was eight years old when she wrote this. And this song, like all the songs we've played during this show... Uh, started out as a poem that were uh, that was written with writers in the schools
2: the rain drips into a puddle and i start to leap into the air after it stops all the flowers sprout it's springtime i tug the weeds while the squirrels march to find acorns the world prays
1: For listening to Purple Songs Can Fly, we'll see you again next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids Channel. And remember, for more information about the Purple Songs Can Fly project, visit www.purplesongscanfly.org. We'll be back with more music next week.